Hello, welcome to Soberish. This is the Don't Be a Cult podcast, but you probably thought I was saying don't be a cunt. Anyway, I'm here with the smooth, soothing voice of Owen Hunt, a.k.a. Bootsy Greenwood. Do you still have legal rights to that name or are you, uh, uh, are you hiding now? I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see how things go in the future. I've got, uh, I've got some things in my inbox to yeah, sort of yeah. sort oh through. man i can't wait to get into this juicy <laughs> juicy spiritual world gossip here today and perfect timing because the subject of like cult and worship and stuff has been coming up a little bit the soberish family has been getting pretty big and kind of the energy that we're in right now today is the 20th of february i don't think i'm going to put this episode out until next week but this energy is very, I said this energy feels like three minutes and 58 seconds into Tame Impala, Tame Impala's Let It Happen. Do you know that part of the song? Yeah, yeah. Where it's just like loops and loops and loops. And um, a lot of people man. like, yeah, a lot of people feeling restricted by this energy and needing to break out of things. And an interesting thing is that a lot of people are breaking out of their spiritual communities and moving on to other ones. And... It's been a cool mirror for me to not take that personally. I don't think anyone should stay. Like that doesn't doesn't match my philosophy. But a lot of times when it's when we come out of resonance with things because in the old reality you had to have a justification for not wanting to stay in a marriage or a job. And I think in the new reality, it'll just be like, hey, this doesn't fit anymore. And I'm going to go, cool. All right. We don't have to manipulate and and guilt each other into staying in shit. Uh, perseverance. Isn't perseverance so fucking gross? But we... <laughs> anyway, I'm like, before I go on a, a perseverance rant. So uh, there was a little bit of criticism of me, just like barely any criticism of me. I... I had gotten a ton of messages from people asking me to talk about how to hack abundant, like hack abundance. And so I was trying to give like examples and the things that I hear from people all the time is like, I would like to quit this job that I hate and start doing like art for a living once I hack abundance. Well, there's a lot of steps to that thing that they're saying. So, um, but another thing that people say all the time is I would join the Patreon. So I use the Patreon as an example, which I didn't want to do, but I don't have a ton of other examples of people talking about $5 a month. Right. And so, uh, I got accused of being, you know, disgusting and, uh, and a, and a prosperity teacher or something. Yeah. yeah, It's fine. Creflo dollar or something. Yeah. I just have to constantly remind everybody that I'm a stand up comedian. And Mm -hmm. although my comedy podcast is about spirituality, I'm not your guru. I'm not your teacher. I'm not actually me pitching my, my Patreon, uh, is not me trying to get you to put money in a tray. It's literally by the content, but I also like use that as an example of something that people said that they wanted and were felt like they couldn't get until after they hacked prosper uh, after they hacked abundance. And then I was I was not saying that if you join my Patreon, you're going to hack abundance. I'm saying that if you prioritize yourself over five dollars, you send a different message to the to the part of you know, the manifesting machine that brings you things. Uh, it is not necessary. It's anything that you're talking yourself out of, but, uh, that sounds a little more defensive than I feel about it. It was actually (laughs) that thing. I was really like, Hey man, cool. that you feel that way? You know, it really didn't, it really didn't bother me. It's just just, not like, it just seemed like people jumped on somebody for voicing their opinion. I also have this perspective and, uh, and you're going to have that. Like people want to take up for you. People love you, you know? Yeah. 
And that's just how it is. You know, I think like, don't be a cult, sure. But like at the same time, we have these tribal, you know, we come from like these smaller communities. You can know maybe about a hundred people, you know, like with the internet, it's more than that now. But like, like actually having people in your physical space, right? you know, like, and we're programmed to like work in small groups and be a part of something bigger. We all want to feel a part of something. That's just human nature. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, people are going to have to move up and do different things and like jump to a, either a new group or their own thing. That's part of it, you know? And that's, I think the difference maker is like, are you like ruling this or manipulating people? No, you're like, dude, do your own thing. And that's, it's nice to be a comic. Yeah. <laughs> well know? that, yeah. So it, it actually alleviates a lot of my concerns about this is an interesting thing for me because now I, I'm, I have attention in this area, which this, this isn't something I wasn't even out of the closet about this in fucking July. So it's been, it's been something where I am trying to settle into something without becoming a guru or being seen as people's teacher. I really want to be people's validator. I want to be someone that if you, that like puts words what did I, what, what did I get from the aliens the other day? Like I, I make metaphors. Like I, I, give metaphors to people's experiences so that they feel validated. And in that respect, it makes perfect sense that people come through in waves, they get what they need and they leave. And yeah. I actually fucking love that. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like if on your way out, not saying that these people are on their way out, but in the group, when I was, when I like people voice concerns, uh, by the time I woke up, this post already had like 50, 50 things on it. And I kind of like the idea of us learning how to move from conflict based, like everything yeah. into how do we learn how to uh, advocate for ourselves and also give other people their space. And you know what I mean? I love all this stuff that we're figuring out and we can't figure that out if we're like, everybody be positive all the time, you know? Right. So I kind of like people trying to figure it out. And I, and I, I, you know, I felt like the, the original post, I could see why people felt like they had to jump. You know, anytime you say disgusting is not really like a, Hey, I have concerns about what she right. said here. You know, you're kind of using sure. like, and so then people came kind of at the same energy. And, uh, I really, like I said, I wasn't offended by it. I, under, I definitely understood what he, uh, was saying and his concerns. And, you know, I just kind of cracked a joke. Originally there was a different like post that I took that I talked about where I took that much more personally because it was something I was self-conscious about, which is something to think about when we're triggered by people is like, I've noticed I'm only triggered by things that I agree with. I'm secretly afraid of. Right. And so like when, uh, this is not happening came out, people were calling me like a disgusting crack whore, you know, women aren't funny, whatever. And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And then someone was like her timing where she waited too long for people to laugh. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Cause it was something I was self-conscious about, you know? Anyway, in that conversation, I was like, we have to allow, not that it's easy for yeah. me, but we have to allow space for people to say like, Hey, I don't like this because the fact that I am a stand up comedian, and I'm just talking shit most of the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, I am, uh, I do kind of see things a little bit before they happen, but half the time I don't even understand what they are. I am someone who's speaking for my own experience and my own privilege. And I definitely try to be mindful of that and put disclaimers in on that. But you know, I get shit wrong all the time. And I hate the idea of like, there being these like these bubbles where nobody can express because I'm very open. If you tell me like, Hey, this, 
today I found out that it's a dick move to recline your seat in an airplane. And I didn't even know that. Yeah. And there's that thing with the guy punching the thing, punching the seat. <laughs> and, uh, and when I saw the video, I just thought, lady, just put your fucking seat up. He can't put his back. And then I found out that it's like a cultural debate. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. But I'll just put, I'll stop putting my seat back. It's just sure. not that serious. Anytime I find out that something that I'm doing is creating discomfort for other people, you know, I, I, I'm like, why would we not just adjust to that? Yeah, so anyway, self-awareness. And I think the biggest thing is just, yeah, taking, taking the message from the messenger. It's always been that like, it's just an ancient thing, right? Don't kill the messenger, you right. know, like the, the allegory of the cave, you know, like the whole, the whole thing It's the same thing again. And, you know, a lot of times we do throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like people have good ideas, but it's not about the person delivering the idea. Right. Of course, people want to stand up for people they love and charisma is great and connection and emotion and all that. But like at the same time, if let's say, for instance, Vadim didn't practice anything that he channeled in his books. Right. Wouldn't change the message at all. <clears throat> you know, it's, yeah. the, it's exactly the same. It's still exactly. applicable. It doesn't matter. But that isn't the way we used to think. We're yeah. like, if this person isn't perfect and right. infallible, then we, is that the word I want? If they're, whatever fuck yeah. it um if that person doesn't understand any of the uh, the words in the vocabulary they use so i i want to loop this back to kind of why why we're here today this started an interesting conversation about spiritual groups and people who put themselves into leadership positions and what constitutes a cult and i try to I try to have like a peer relationship with everyone to the point where I'm like talking to almost every, like a lot of people that listen to this podcast and I keep trying to make it like, um, in this collective, I'm a mouthpiece and that's it. And we, in this culture, in this society, man, the, the fame part, like the mouthpiece, we give so much extra energy to, and it's like, why, why are the entertainers in like a hierarchy above people who are healing people. Like, right. what is that? Sure. Why, why do we do that? And so I try to neutralize that energy a lot, but especially when I'm giving, I'm really just kind of like sharing downloads and like sharing my experience in hacking things. But the entire vision of like imagination project and everything else is like, how do we get all of our stuff to the table? And um, this something that I don't like about the new age movements that I see is that there's none, not enough of that and not saying that I do it right and they do it wrong, but um, I do. Uh, you were a part of, well, so like for, for people who didn't hear your first episode, I recommend going back and listening to it. Um, I read a medium article in January of 2019 about reality transurfing. My friend Kristen sent me the book and I used the book as an Oracle for a little bit, but for the most part, my expertise on reality transurfing, classic Jessa, read a medium article and then talk like you are a fucking expert, but it matched my, my manifestation model, like from war, from years of like hacking reality, it really matched. And it combined this idea of timelines and I'd only really been perceiving timelines for like a year and a half. And uh, when I looked it up on YouTube, you were just reading the book on YouTube. So I would sleep with it playing in the background. 
And so I did the thing that I did with Ramin Nazer and 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 uh, Lola from Water Baby Tarot. I just tracked you down like an insane person and asked you to be my friend on the internet. And the first time we met in person, you were here because you had become part of like Transurfing International or something. <clears throat> well, yeah, um, I think the original name was supposed to be Worldwide Transurfing Federation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, apparently that didn't go through all the levels of, uh, approval. Yeah. And then, uh, became International Transurfing Institute, International Transurfing Institute, uh, which is a Facebook group still. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's interesting the whole like transurfing inner workings because Vadim Zeeland wrote the books and they're, they're amazing books. The other book is Tufti the Priestess. I, I'm calling it Tufti now, right? You're not obligated to pronounce it, I'm, right? <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, put an A in it if yeah, you want to call yeah, it Tafty. I guess. Um, so my favorite manifestation book of all time is Tufti the Priestess, which I say that as someone who's read two manifestation books. But um, I just, it's the, it nails it. It, it nails my understanding. And it's short. And I think that everyone should read that book. But anyway, okay. So he, and he channeled these two books and my understanding and the limited amount that I knew of him when I looked him up, when I read uh, the article um, was, <laughs> I keep wanting to say the book and it's like, Jess, it was literally the article was that he didn't want any public anything. He didn't want a public, he just wanted to put the books out and then he wanted to hide pretty much. And then all of a sudden I start seeing all this shit being built, which is a little bit of the nature of this cult stuff, right? That um, that Netflix thing about Osho, was it Osho who had the, the lady... Like he was just like doing Osho stuff. I should actually watch some of the movies or read some of the books that I do entire podcasts about. Cause I'm like, you know, this is the thing, right? I saw a trailer for this movie. Is this how it went? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Go ahead. No, no. I, yeah. So, I mean, the cult thing is interesting. Cause like in a way we kind of all, all just sort of naturally cult up in a way, yeah. you know, but it's like, how do, how are people being treated within that? structure right are you manipulating people are you using coercive force or fear or uh you know like what's what's the thing and, and, and I, you know with your group like you're talking about being a mouthpiece you're just like here's what i i'm sharing right and then and people are free to agree disagree i you know leave i think that's a big cult thing is trying yeah. to stop you from leaving i'm yeah. like yeah i mean yeah e if you exactly. think i'm disgusting i would prefer that you go <laughs> Exactly. Just kidding. Or You're forcing, completely welcome or forcing somebody out, right? Like, yeah. like, oh, these people go against. Yeah, no dissenting opinions. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. we gotta hammer this nail down. You know, like that's the that's the like Eastern saying. It's like the 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 nail that pokes up will be hammered down. You know, like that's kind of the whole thing that starts to happen when a group this group mind surrounds something and it's like, well, it's gonna have to be a certain way or else. Right. That's I think when we get into some dangerous territory. Well, <laughs> when you when you get into timelines and multi like and dimensions and like multiverse stuff, everything is true. So when someone like presents uh, an opinion or a, or a take, you know, because I'm really only sharing my experience with it. When someone like presents their side to me, I'm usually looking for both of these things to be true. So I'm like, okay, well, so that makes sense. This energy is this, but it's also this. And especially when you get into the dimensional stuff, because it's like this new debate about are we really psychic or do we just experience trauma and as a result, we're able to read people. Okay, 
3D and 5D. Like that's both probably like yeah. that, that. You know, I always said that my first psychic gift was being able to tell when a pervert had entered the room because after I got molested, I knew what that energy felt like. And um, I don't think things have to be one way or the other. And so really trying to make people do it one way or believe one right. thing is is not what this is about. Yeah, because all. the whole point is that every you know, everything that you project is reflected back at you. Right. So, I mean, yeah, whatever it is that you tell yourself is true. What the thinker thinks the prover proves, you know, we could go back to uh, Robert Anton Wilson's book, Prometheus rising, which, you know, that I read uh, a while before reality transurfing. And it talks about a lot of the same things, not as extensive. It's not 800 pages, you know, but like a lot of the same things. And uh, he talks a lot about how we develop too, uh, and personality and imprints and like coming up psychologically, you know, and how, you know, when we have experiences at certain uh, points in our life, we're imprinted at that point. So those traumas that you're talking about. Oh, wow. So, <clears throat> so those traumas come back and then without, without some sort of help, we're basically stuck living that reality over and over or that belief system over and over and over again, which we're projecting, which the world's reflecting yep. until we can go and use what, you know, he calls the meta programmer. This is all based on like Timothy Leary's uh, research at Harvard and like a lot of the LSD experiments that he was doing then to try to reprogram these like imprints. But like the idea being that we do take on these traumas and we're we're imprinted at certain stages in our life. And then basically we carry that trauma with us until we heal it. But that makes sense within your uh, theory as well, as far as the psychic yeah. thing. You, it's like I can tell you're hurt this way and I can I can sense it. Like, yeah, I, I, I can I can tell if somebody's like meek, you know? Yeah, because I. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've been meek, yeah, you know, because I've been yeah. beat on emotionally at, at times in my life, you know. So I'm like, I can recognize that and fucking cancers. Like, make make a friend. I can make a friend. Yeah, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm feeling bad for how low this mic is. Is this okay for you? No, I'm I'm fine. Are you sure? I'm. I'm I sit like this all the time. Are you being meek right now, I'm or because I'm very like looking so. around, like what can I put under your mic? No, you're it's fine good. for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, I'm good. Okay, I can just pick it up if I need I to. I can hook you up with a chiropractic appointment when you're done. <laughs> so, how did you get involved with this? Um, with it? Okay, can I just say I've waited a long time to say this. So, yeah. at one point, you were a part of a Facebook group for reality transurfing. That's correct. And I, you invited me to be in this group, and I was in this group. And the funniest, I've told this story to a million people. A rule in this Facebook group was that if a if <laughs> if a post was dormant. Or inactive for what I some days was three hours. <laughs> they would delete it to save space. Yeah, and I was, was like, oh, guys, yeah. I don't know if you're new to Facebook or Earth or what, but like Facebook will happily store and mine your data forever. Yeah. Like you don't have to delete any. So people would like post something and then it would get deleted. It was nuts. And yeah. I was like, oh. This is prison state. Like my, you know, I'm anti-rules. I don't want any rules. I think everybody should do, like, unless you say something racist or, you know, hate speech or something in the sure. group. Uh, I am, and somebody was posting, like, way too much. But, like, for the most part, I don't want to have to regulate anything. And this Facebook group was, you could feel the energy, like, restricting. I'm like, you're literally teaching people how to hop timelines, which requires so much learning how to not attach and not to place importance and not to constrict. And then this is the fucking, yeah. Crazy. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, you know, I saw an opportunity personally, I can only speak for my own self, but like to, to be a part of this and, and to like, hopefully offer a little bit of assistance, help, you know, to, to, to help people, you know, it was a cool intersection. It wasn't necessarily what I wanted to be doing, but it was an opportunity and it felt 
pretty good. Something you're passionate about, yeah. Yeah, you know, because I like the book is awesome, and like the theories, you know, it's it's stuff that I've been researching for years, you know. Right. And then Transurfing sort of does wrap it all together. There's a couple big holes in there. It doesn't talk at all about you know like your shadow and dealing with that. Uh, which is maybe. yeah, that was one thing I didn't agree with was just that you don't have to do any work, but it right. is true. I mean, <laughs> you don't have you don't to do have any to. work, yeah. but if you haven't, this is like my beef with teaching people how to manifest lottery tickets. Sorry, Noah, that if you don't address the part of you that wants to live in karmic loops and by karmic loops, I mean like unconscious lessons, you know, uh, you can manifest as many new loves into your life as you want. You can hop to as many of those timelines, but if you still have those wounds bleeding and that desire to mirror back that wound to yourself, you're going to keep creating that. You can go to as many different timelines as you want, but you're going to call that experience until you've healed that. So I don't, I'm not, uh, it's not coming from like a spiritual or religious reason. It's right. just like to be truly free of your loops, you have to play your loops out. You have yeah, to figure you're them out. You're going to create balancing forces, like he says in the book. He calls it right. balancing forces. Same thing. It's like if you don't face this and you keep repressing it, it just builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up until it finally does crash. Right. You know, it has to equalize. That's one of the big you know, principles in the book, but it doesn't address that. But I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of cool that he doesn't talk about like ego directly yeah, and things like people that. Talking about that. Honestly. Exactly. Exactly. So it's neat that the vernacular is so hip, you know, but at the same time, you know, uh, there's always more to explore. And like, that's a great place to start to really start to see. Cause like emotional transactions, you know, yeah. things like that. Nobody really puts them in in the same words that he does, but it makes a lot of sense. Like the more you desire something, the more you're actually pushing it away from you because you doubt that you either deserve it, you're not you know right. ready for it, some reason. So there's that repression again. So you have to figure out how to equalize that. And also that's something that he doesn't really go into too much. You know, there's releasing exercises and breathing exercises and stuff like that where you can kind of like just detach, I guess, uh, you know, they would call it importance in transurfing, but Buddhism is detachment. Right. And you just like, let go of those parts of yourself that either you really want to hold on to that meekness, you know, that you just love to right. identify with, or like the parts of yourself that you absolutely hate, you know, you've got to ditch those too. And then that really starts to limit, you know, the importance that you place on all of this stuff, because it's not, uh, it's not like a conditional thing that you're putting upon yourself. Right. So you're not creating all those crazy, what he calls balancing forces or emotional, you know, interactions or uh, transactions, really. So like even on a personal level, like we see it in attraction a lot, you know, you have a big crush on somebody and then you're beaming all this energy at them and they feel that, right? you know, and it's like, oh, that's kind of icky and it pushes them away. Yeah, I'm familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I am familiar. I speak from total experience. Speaking my language. (laughs) So, Owen... How did you fuck it up? I went against the group. You know, I, I said, I, I said, did you that offer I, an, a, dis, a dissenting opinion? I did offer a dissenting opinion. Um, and that's, that's kind of how it goes, you know, with the whole momentum of something, you know? Um, and I don't know. I mean, what was your, what was your dissenting opinion? I, uh, I didn't really like the direction that things were going in. Um, and it just seemed, it just seemed like it didn't matter what I was going to say anyway. So if I dissented or not, it wouldn't have made any difference, I don't think. Right. Um, you know, with Renee getting the trademark thing, that was kind of weird. I thought it was a little bit bizarre. 
Um, and that's public knowledge. That's something I can absolutely talk about, you know, because, you know, I did, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not here to talk shit about anybody. That's not my goal. I mean, I am, but it's fine. But, um, you know, if we can identify mistakes and see where things could have gone wrong, where, where to, and where to like notice, Hey, look, this, this is kind of a red flag. The first red flag was way before the whole thing coming together. My friend Ralph was like, Hey, I want transparency. I think we all do. And then, you know, that was met with a, Hey, you can't talk to me like that kind of thing. You're out of the group. So somebody being thrown out of the group, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Big time, you know? And so for me, probably I should have seen red flags. And in, in, intuition is important. You should listen to that. Yes, always. That's, that's the first chapter of the book. <laughs> so yeah, it's important. But sometimes often we do go against that, you know? Uh, and then we're just like, all right, well, I'm just going to stick with it, you know? Right. And I was asked to make Tufty, you know, and so I did. But then that wound up being apparently the wrong thing to do as as well, ultimately, right? Because, like, I had basically permission, then not permission anymore. And and that, it, was conf- it was confusing. Right. It's like either, either this, either, either we go this way or everything is off the table, which I don't think you can really do that. Like, can no. you offer somebody something, whether it be a certification or, uh, you know, something like that. And then all of a sudden take that away. I don't really see how that works at the same time. We'll say like for this particular, uh, model of the, of creation model of reality creation or whatever pretentious name we want to give it. There's no, the whole like certification thing is kind of absurd. I listen um, I feel like I do because I do readings all day and I feel like I swear to God, all my readings are is telling people like, leave your spouse, quit your job, <laughs> drop out of college and file bankruptcy. I feel like this is all I do all day because all day people are doing shit that they don't want to do. And they're like, you know, I'm in this marriage. I don't want to be in this marriage. And I'm like, well, then stop being in this marriage. And I'm like, but I feel bad for them. And I'm like, you don't feel bad for them. You're afraid of looking like the bad guy. Yeah. I mean, really, if you dig down to the bottom of it, if this person dumped you tomorrow, you'd be fine. I mean, I'm sure you do feel bad for them, but like also you're doing something because you're trying to present yourself as a better person than you secretly are afraid you're not. Mm-hmm. Is that a double negative? And so you have to get truly honest with yourself. What do you want? Mm-hmm. That is like such a challenge for people to figure out. What the fuck do you want? Why are you at this job? Yep. Are you not leaving your job because you don't know how to make it work? Or are you staying at this job because you're afraid of what people will think? Will people think you're crazy? Whatever. It's like, it's kind of like unpacking all of that stuff. Um, but same thing with like, I don't know. I would love to do an entire episode on the virtues of uh, bankruptcy and how you've been programmed to think it's a bad idea, but go ahead and pay attention to the fact that all the rich people do it because it's yeah. how the system works. Yeah. But anyway. They do it on purpose. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's how the system's set up. Yeah. And um, anyway, but I don't want to get in trouble. So uh, by my private course, just kidding. Um, <laughs> now I'm really going to get some shit. I'm just oh, kidding. Boy. There's not okay. really a private course, but... <laughs> The, uh, the certification thing is wild to me because I was doing a reading for someone who, um, weirdly, as I was doing her reading, I pulled out like um, pastels and a pad and started like making something. And I was like, what this fuck am I doing right now? But I try to like just intuitively do. So I was doing a reading with someone the other day. And I started exfoliating my hands. I'm not sure that I figured out what that was, but during the reading, I was doing this art and I'm like, okay, maybe a picture is going to come up that I'm supposed to talk to her about. And then um, I got, you know, this like 
doing things out of obligation energy, right? And so I'm like, what's going on with your college stuff? And then she, um, I'm not sure that I, that I am, I might fuck this up, but I think like in school to be a therapist of some sort, trying to get into an art therapy course. And I was like, oh, you're an art therapist. That's why this is like, you're just, your energy made me start doing this because you're an art therapist. You don't need a certificate for that. I understand going to school to get like a degree in, psychology you know the the inner workings of therapy but like you needed a certificate somebody to explain to you how to incorporate art in that and the thing is is what happens with all these fucking certifications and i'm not like shitting on college but i'm usually shitting on college is this idea we we in ourselves have these amazing gifts and abilities and imagination projects about like providing mental health services to People, as they're going through the awakening, they need an awake therapist. But none of those therapists are going to be able to do it as therapists, I don't think. I think they're all going to have to call it life coaching for them to practice across state lines because of their certifications. But if you think about it, these certifications are... College degrees aren't necessarily... aren't necessarily uh, arbitrary, but there's like people now they're death doulas and they go get a... They go pay a bunch of money for a certification. And it's like, that's a pretty... Uh, I don't know, like a like a regular do like a midwife. Okay, so there's a skill set you need to have. Sure. There's like medical things that uh-huh. you need to understand about a body and a and the baby and the, all the things and the, how to do the CPR and everything else. That makes perfect sense. Go to go get educated for that. Um, but a lot of these things are kind of like intuitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like trial and error. Or also, it's literally you're just reading a fucking Experience. book. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so <laughs> it's interesting with this certification culture where I don't know, it just feels like we're trying to make a, like a buck or we're trying to, it's not even like about the money. I think it's about being, being the expert. You're like yeah, assigning yourself exactly. as an expert to mm-hmm. something and then making people go to you, which Come is once you. again, yeah. the fucking opposite of what this entire thing is. Cause we are now just, Oh, Ramin said something brilliant last night where he was like, do you remember where we used to have to like download things and then burn them onto a disc and then we could just download them straight to the thing and now we're just streaming which is really our connection with source where now people are like i suddenly just know how to do things or you know you can watch a fucking youtube video and teach yourself how to do it yeah and then intuitively do it and intuitively provide that service and this is what i think about um like healers and stuff is i don't personally i would rather go to someone everyone i go to i think that is a a healer or a like reader of some sort or like intuitive person. That's like their gift that they cultivated rather than someone who went to school for it. I don't give a fuck about your certificate. So cool. You memorized some information that somebody else gave you. What's your gift? Are you tapped into your gift or you stick into the paperwork? Anyway, I don't ever shut the fuck up. Go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, No, I, my degree from school is in leisure studies. (laughs) So that's a thing. I use it every day. It's, uh, it's very handy. Um, that one makes more sense. Yeah, no, it is actually a thing. I just wanted to appease my parents and like, so I could throw my life away in peace, you know, it's kind of like a receipt. I'm super anti-college. So if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, you need to learn like an actual thing. I mean, psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, those make sense to me because there's a lot of like things like inner workings to understand. But I would say like this person's energy was an art therapist. And I was like, you don't need a certificate for that, but that's just my two cents. But yeah, I, tend I think to we're getting away from, no, this I tend shit. to agree. Like even the coaching stuff, you know, I had a friend who was like, I want to be a coach. And I was like, 
first of all, that, that seems kind of weird, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's cool. You want to help people. I get it. But then like going through this whole certification process, the life coach the certification. Yeah. yeah same like, thing. What do you I need just, that like, for? Yeah. I think life coaches are great. A lot of people criticize it. And I'm like, I don't, when you're emotionally attached to things or you're in it, it's really hard to see outside of your, no, your fucking no, we thing. all have, we and all so need, I love this yeah. idea of like hiring someone yeah. whose job, cause have your friends do it. They all have a dog in the fight. They are all personally invested. I love that idea. I think yeah. that life coaching and, you know, find someone that resonates and who gives a fuck if everyone else thinks they sound like a car salesman, who cares yeah. if they, if they work for you. But once again, intuitive gift. No, again, yeah, that's, and I'm not trying to talk shit either. It's like, you want to go and work with people, find some clients yeah. who you can bring a service to, you know, because it's like, I have friends who are coaches and maybe just like have like a template of what they give to their clients. Yeah, For me, gross. that's not what I do. No, I need to I work on, I work with everybody who I, you know, and I only have like two or three clients right now, but like, if I have a client, I go specifically for them. What do they want? Like the first call is just like, who are you? You know, right. like, who are you? What are you trying to do? And how can I help you to get there? You know, because like, that's what really, that, why else would I be there? I'm, I'm there to help you strategize and maybe see some blind spots that you have, see through that. And then like, you know, get what you want. Get, right. Go the way that you want. I don't know that like, I don't know, all these like, super long form <laughs> sort of uh, well i don't need a generic like one size fits all cut and paste exactly i that can defeats google that the purpose yeah exactly but i think having something uh someone kind of talk you through your you know talk to someone the other day and a lot of times it's just talking people out of their loops because they're like i want to uh do this but this you know and i'm like mm, is that butt real or like is your ass fake? No. Yeah. Is that <laughs> is that real or are you creating an obstacle because you don't want to take the next step forward? Right. And if so, like one let's say one of these things has to go. Like let's just play this tape forward. A lot of that's attachment attachment fucking up your manifestation is when you uh you want to pick the script instead of just pick the movie. Um, so it's like, pick the movie that you want, mm -hmm. but then you don't get to say, but it has to be this person, it has to be this place, I have to live here, you have to like let the movie unfold. That's yep. how reality works, but you can you can pick the movie. Yep. You know, I find most of my calls right now are, what do you want? And they're like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm like, what do you want? What am I supposed to do? Am I on the right path? I don't know. Do you, Are you on the path that you want to be on? Yeah, it's so hard for us to switch to this new uh, this new operating system where we can just have whatever we want. It is hard. We've been in karma for so long. Well, it's you got to like that's the that's where you really focus on the heart thing. I think because like it's real easy to know or think in your mind what you want or don't want, but like if you're not following your heart, like motivation wise, and doing that work, I think that you're probably easily going to fall for something shiny and just like go for that and yeah. then get lost. I find so many people, and I don't know if this is just the collective that I end up working with, but I find people so much more motivated by guilt and obligation mm -hmm. than any of the things that we assume people are motivated by. You know, we're like, oh, people are motivated by fame and money and uh, indulgence and what, it, like we, this is how it's all presented to us. But everyone I talk to is tied up in a million knots of guilt and obligation and what will everyone think? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's how you know that you're being worked over by a pendulum, for sure. If you're coming from, if, if, if like, 
mother-in-law or not. It's like, <laughs> it's like if you, if you feel guilty or if you feel some obligation or sense of duty or something like that, then that is the wrong reason to do anything. You shouldn't do it. I don't think ever. Yeah. If you, it's like, I, like I, I went and got my degree to appease my parents. Right. It wasn't the best thing. I've never even used it. No. You know, like I say, How I've used it. How much debt did you get for it? Oh, it was tons. Yeah. Heaps of debt, like $25,000. The best thing I did was take out a bunch, a big loan and go to Costa Rica for like six months. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, that was my last semester before I even had an internship. And then I went down there and... Finally something worthwhile yeah, from it. Yeah. Did something cool. I worked for Outward Bound for a while. And that was amazing. It was a good use of the funds but so people go to college to appease their parents and then they get a degree in something that they don't really like to do and they don't want to do and then they start working a job that they hate but they feel like they can't leave because they got this college degree and their parents what will their parents think and so then they stay at it and then they start to invest into a 401k or a retirement plan and then they're 10 years into that and they're fucking miserable suicidally miserable but they can't leave that because then what'll then they'll being irresponsible and what about this health insurance for this Medical shit that you know, and then they get health problems because they're unhealthy because they have such a negative attitude on life. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. And then what? What are you chasing? You're chasing. You're chasing a fantasy that hopefully, hopefully, uh, you get to retire at some point after sacrificing your entire life doing things that you don't want to do. It's people that are in relationships that don't want to be in relationships. I had a situation like my my mom lives with me, and I wanted to live on my own like I did you know she lives with me she takes care of my kids and I uh just didn't want to do that anymore and uh I don't have a great explanation for that other than just I just didn't you know well when it came down to it I like it was like trying to come up with all these explanations and then finally she was like it's fine that like you don't want to live with your mom you know you don't want it's totally normal and I was like like so wound up trying to come up with some kind of big explanation. And this is what people do. And this was to bring it back to the thing where I said that people are going to be leaving that I think soberish will be something that is like a transitional, like orientation to the higher dimensional reality is then um, because I'm afraid of being the bad guy. I'm afraid of being the person who put her mom out. I'm afraid of being selfish. I'm afraid of not taking care. Like, I'm mostly just afraid of, because secretly somewhere inside of me, I'm afraid that I am bad and that I am selfish because otherwise this wouldn't trigger me, right? right? And so, uh, so rather than addressing that, I start to build a case of why why yeah why i'm justified and what i need to do and exactly. this is what we do in human interaction all the time rather than being like yeah this isn't my cup of tea anymore right i don't we're out of resonance in relationships the the, the problem with the relationships and i'm on this uh this arcturian uh relationship model kick right now you know the arcturians is why do we act like relationships are going to last forever they're fucking not they don't they very rarely do you know who they last for a long time for people who don't change a ton you know what i mean because they were just like cool from the beginning you know but these people who like transform constantly or constantly changing avatars and doing a different like a completely different life like myself like i'm in a completely different there are like a hundred different versions of me out there in uh other people's memories and what are the odds that somebody wants to stay for more than two of those movies like not 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 if they're developing you're exactly right it's like you hop from one pond to another one to another one to another one if you get stuck i mean you know when i when when i first like parted ways with the whole transferring that was really upset you know because it felt like 
hey, this is my people, you know, and like I, I really made a lot of great connections and all of that, even with people deleting people's posts, you know, it was still an yeah. awesome, an awesome like group. When it first started out, I mean, like the engagement was. Yeah, the community's cool as fuck. Through yeah. the roof. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know what it's like now because I, I don't either. I love this. I don't, I don't know. But um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just disappointing that it can happen that way and that you like, you put so much effort in with somebody else in a collective and uh, it turns out to like kind of work. It's just like maybe even against you, you know, like you put in all the, I don't know. It's like, I really love working with people. Right. But then you get like left holding the bag potentially when you're working yeah. with other people or they do something that, sucks you know yeah. or or just you disagree with them you know yep. and you're like i don't think that's and then all of a sudden it's over and then you got to like walk away and people go their separate ways but at the same time it's for the best ultimately whenever you jump from one pool to another because like when i left like i said i was very upset and hurt but look at the advantages again like back to tufty like right. uh, take take the messenger away from the message advantage 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 what what is the first advantage number 1 i don't have to be tied to this i don't have to be like acknowledged as this rule or this you know cult right. <laughs> whatever right um i can go outside of that you know and explore different things have my own vernacular uh, or whatever, you know? Yeah, because you're doing coaching and like anyone who knows you knows that you have the skill set. You are certified. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you are um, an expert in this. You know, this is a something in your toolbox, right? Yeah, it it is. It's really weird. It's kind of like an innate skill, though. You right. know, it really is. Like I, I love people so much. I love working with people. So I want to see them succeed. I want to see them like do the thing that their hearts just like beaming to do right and uh it's just it, it does help to have someone like we all have mentors you know especially yeah. it, you got to have people who help you with perspective because you're going to miss stuff but i love working with people in that particular way because it's like hopefully and like this happened to me when i did uh, hypnotherapy i had a hypnotherapist work with me and she did five or six sessions on me and on the last one she was like we're done we're done i yeah. love that yeah i love that too like i sh you should you shouldn't want to have somebody on the hook forever. That's a, maybe a sign of that this is a cult, cult sign. I thing. think so. And I think um, just an interesting mirror all around was uh, I kind of felt this thing happening. Like we're in this kind of like sh shake snake, shake snake. You know the shake snake, um, <laughs> like a snow globe from uh, North Carolina. The shake snake, <laughs> shake snake. A snake shedding its skin <laughs> oh. kind of energy where we're all kind of in that, but then collectively we're kind of in that. And I felt. I didn't put out an episode of Soberish this week because when it was time for me to record it, just I could feel the collective kind of in this where I was like, oh, this isn't a good time for me to talk. This isn't a good time for anyone to hear me talking right now because there are quite a few people working through like, oh, I'm done here. This has like run its course. And it felt, uh, everyone felt kind of triggered. And I also felt triggered because when these things when these things take place, if people need to leave and they need to kind of have a story for why they're leaving. And I'm not saying that their story is not valid, 
But when it's like, oh, I don't, I liked her at the beginning, but now she's this, which, cause look, I'm going to change. I'm going to evolve. I'm Good. not going to be what yeah. I was a year of ago. Course. You know, it's, I also am ascending. I also am going through this process. I'm purging half of the episodes that you love. I was crying in a bathtub over some dude 15 minutes before I recorded them. I'm in my own stuff and like I'm going to continue to go in the direction that's true for me and then the people who resonate with it resonate for as long as they resonate with it and then they leave and then the challenge for me the mirror for me and the thing that I was really afraid of in the beginning why I didn't want to come out of the closet is because when people are pointing their finger and they're like you're this you know and um I don't like this because she's doing this or whatever it's like um I have to address the part of me that's afraid that that's true. I have to address the part of me that is like, am I bad? Am I unwanted? You know, cause that's like my core fear is being unwanted. And it takes very little for me to feel like a five-year-old <laughs> whose parents didn't want her. Mm -hmm. And so that's a lot of like the things that I've had to like transmute. And I have to, I have to also be conscious of when I am creating that mirror, when that person is, is, is mirroring back something that I need to clear out. But um, I think absolutely my ultimate desire more than anything else is for people to find their own power, mm -hmm. create their own reality, find their own joy and pursue it. And I don't think it's realistic for that to happen if I have like 100% retention. Because in reality, if this feels like anything other than some friends sitting around talking shit and I'm just the one that talks the loudest... You know, um, I feel like I've created a dependency or I'm encouraging a dependency and we're not really getting what we want. Cause as long as you think I have the answers, you know, that that's not, um, and so that ultimately I've done my job. I've done the thing that I really want to see happen. Yeah. If people are coming in, getting what they need and leaving, Absolutely. taking what resonates and leaving the rest, feeling like they have a safe space to say, Hey, I don't agree with this. And I think that that is where I think you're right in that there, the desire to connect and to kind of create a, uh, um, like a community, a community is natural. And I think it's like a allegory for us coming back together as one consciousness, I heard from a couple of people, I think that like there was no structure for the meetup and the meetup wasn't my deal. I, I did hijack it a little bit um, by like renting a couple houses and, and kind of moving it to, to Phoenix away from um, Tacoma to do a show. But I like the idea of everybody bring their whatever and everybody do what they want and nobody's in charge of anything because that's power corrupts and my vision with imagination project i get contacted every day by so many people who are like i want to be a part of this and i'm like build your thing and just tell me how i can amplify you and how i can build you up but like i don't want to be in charge of everyone's stuff because yeah. like i don't i can tell you today i don't feel like power is going to corrupt me but it's something that i have to check myself every single day to make sure because I think that some cults are started by people who have good intentions. Yeah, I'm sure there are. And then next thing you know, they're like, look how much pussy I can get. You know what I mean? Look sure. how much money I can get. Look how much everybody's swinging from my nuts. And it starts to corrupt it for them. And I don't think that would happen with me because I am so motivated, so deeply motivated by overthrowing the government. Like I am so, <laughs> you cannot even fucking imagine how much my just soul burns 
to watch these systems lose their stronghold and everybody get to live in true equality, not equality we asked them to provide us, but equality that we created for ourselves. Absolutely. I Socialism that. that we created for ourselves. We take care of each other. Fuck them. Look, they're all just standing on a stage fucking jerking each other off. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Let's make this new world ourselves. And like, that's my motivation. But that is a, that's an energy balance that constantly has to happen. Like, people are like, stop saying you suck. Stop, you know, I make self deprecating jokes because I'm, I'm trying to balance off gas some of this energy when it you know when people are like pointing their perception at you and be like oh you're so great whatever i don't want to be worshipped i don't want to be sure uh blindly followed i want to be challenged you yeah know? i mean i think the big key that transurfing gives or big hint is that like the whole pendulum idea you know like yeah. where we focus our attention that's all we are like that's it we're that's just it, attention. That's it. That's it. Fuck. So if we shift our attention to play games outside the established order, then that's where power goes. If we stay right. within the established order, then it stays the same. That includes fighting the established order. Absolutely. That actually gets it swinging higher is yeah, when we're pushing exactly, back. Exactly. You got to play outside of the game, color outside the lines, just do something new and a different, new system. create a new game. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying when I say overthrow the government, I, the only way to truly like stop the thing that is, is to create something new that's more efficient. Yep. That's better. Exactly. And that's all I want to do is I just want to stand here and go, okay, why they're like, this is how things are done. Why? Right. Why are they done that way? Yeah. What's a more effective way of doing it? Exactly. I think every single one of us in the uh, community of people that are conscious have like a map inside of them of a way that you can change a system that is currently not working. I think so too. And like that's the interdependence of it. It's like you right. want people to find their self-actualization or ascension, you know, whatever whatever term, you know, like their, their gift, their talent, their skill that they could bring in and contribute to a, a community that continues to grow and grow and grow. And then all of a sudden these powerful systems that used to have, a, and I, I really like think, I like the word force instead because like I, I like to think of power as like an individual sort of thing. That's something that you discover for yourself and you, you know, you, you highlight and you develop within yourself. Whereas force is like very much more like manipulative, manipulative, uh, trying to get somebody oh, yeah. else to do something, you know, because you'll maybe get something else out of them instead of like, you know, your own light, you know, I like to think of it in that way. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it is kind of scary too. If a lot of people give you I guess, authority, you know? And it's like people believe yeah. in an authority, and I think that's the problem, actually, is that they believe in authority to it's begin with. It's a transition. With. Yeah, it's, this is really the system we're coming out of. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is why I think it's important that we have arguments still and that we have conflict and that we let it be there. I cannot fucking stand when people are working out some sort of conflict because now we have the language and we have the tools and we've learned about boundaries, but you can see our boundary use is really kind of clunky still because we're like standing up for ourselves in the wrong moment. And this is such a crucial phase where we are transmuting the old communication templates into something else where we're learning how to relate to each other. And like, I would rather watch people fight with each other and then be like, you know what? I didn't see it that way, whatever. Like let the anger fucking off gas or whatever, and then come back down to it. Then have some spiritual bypasser show up and be like, you guys need to remember that we are, you know, whatever the fuck <laughs> fake princess shit. Unikitty yeah, it's from fake the Lego shit. movie who just yeah. like represses all that shit and then gets really exactly. mad. 
mad and flips the fuck out. (laughs) Me uh, every year before last year. Yeah. Like let people feel their feelings. No, it's good to disagree and like use nonviolent communication too. Like you don't have to attack people, you know, like you can just say, Hey, I don't know. Maybe it's like this, you know, like that's, yeah, that's decent. You know, I mean, if somebody, I don't know, me and my friends are a little bit different, you know, and I do have a lot of friends who are either funny or comics. So, you know, personal attacks, they do happen, but the ad hominem attack of like, you're, you did this or you're a hypocrite or you're an asshole. So that means that you're wrong. Right. It's gotta go. Like that's not by any metric. Well, and I think as we're learning that everyone is playing a role for you and a mirror for you and something that I thought was really interesting mm-hmm. in in one of those Facebook threads was someone said, Jessa is creating this mirror for herself because she doesn't accept the part of herself that is like also running a business or, I, you know, like um, she she because I do I like I wrestled over being someone who's a professional in the spiritual whatever I prefer to keep it as close to comedy as possible Mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to get to the place where you know all I tell people all day is that you should be doing what you are gifted at for a living but then I didn't want to take that advice because I have this like (laughs) mental block and so you can see the evidence of that when I get that pushback but it's also something to, to think about. And I, I want to be constantly challenged about that. And uh, and I think about it all the time. I feel like, oh, my God, if somebody sends me a message and I don't respond to it, like I'm telling them that, that they're, I'm better than them. You know what I mean? So I, I love your socks, by the way. Thank you so much. I think I think folding your socks together is such yeah. a waste of time. So I just reach in and grab socks and totally. they never match. And honestly, who cares? <laughs> also, my electric got turned off this week because I forgot to pay the bill. 3D is so hard. It's Dude. so hard. And then oh. I called and they were like, you haven't paid it since November. And I'm like, okay, but when did you guys get rid of the red envelopes? You know what I mean? Because it was a lot more helpful when I know you're serious right. about it. Yeah, no, I, I will have money and just I just hate paying bills so much. I find it, it so tedious. It takes me 12 minutes tedious. to do it. Like 15, yeah, I maybe, could just tops. hook it up on like all auto pay but so then that's easy. also so hard and all but the, the thing is the power went out the power went out and uh i didn't if my mom wasn't here with the kids i would have just my power would have been out for three days because i was like oh the grid must be down like that's i was just like doing readings in the dark i guess I, when my phone died i would have probably like looked into it but so then she goes over to the front desk and then i get in the bathtub between readings and i hear the guy come to the door and he's like yeah uh I guess you didn't pay your bill. Like, so embarrassing. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm somebody's grandmother. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking get your shit together, Jessa. But I, like, accept that about myself. But I'm embarrassed about things like disassociating and social anxiety. I, I, I don't want to be, but there are things I'm working through. And I put so much pressure on myself to be okay when I'm not okay. And this is what we're doing. We're waking up and we're, we're figuring out who we are and then we're figuring out what our mirrors are and then we're figuring out how other people operate. And then we're just kind of still in a messy phase of it. And I think we need to be able to talk and express ourselves and our feelings are going to get hurt and it's okay because we're evolving to a point where we don't have to create a whole narrative around why this person's terrible because we don't want to do this anymore. Just like we don't resonate with it anymore. And I think in, in 10 years... 
10 years so far away. I think in five years, we're going to be people with a vocabulary and, and the kind of like compassion. And this is unconditional love, right? This is unconditional love where I can say, I just don't want to do this anymore. And then I don't, ha- I'm not going to give you a big reason. I'm not going to make you feel guilty. I'm not going to make up a bunch of excuses. There it's just go. like, we're out of resonance. Right. And like, I'm going to go find something that's in resonance. And you're right. going to say, you know, fuck you, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. You're going to get it, you know, because if I'm falling out of resonance, you're falling out of resonance if we're being honest. But, yeah. you know, we're going to stop entangling ourselves and and taking it as a as a statement about who we are as people when someone wants to leave us, which is huge for me. It was a huge thing that I learned in the last couple of years is like, I'm just not this dude's cup of tea. And that doesn't have anything to do with me. It doesn't mean that he can't fucking uh, like discern what he wants. You know, mm-hmm. it just means that I'm not his cup of tea. And sure. and if I'm being honest, he's probably not my cup of tea, but uh, my ego says, but my ego can't let go. Exactly. I can't stop looping on being left, you know? And so that's something that like, I really, really in the last few months have realized it's like, it's okay. If somebody doesn't want me, it's okay. If somebody's successful too. I think that's like one of our biggest threats from, you know, like you work with people and somebody does something they do really well and they go on and they do this or that. It's like, Dude, wish them the best. The rising tide rises all ships. Yeah. You know, like it's that whole crabs in a bucket metaphor. Like if there's one crab in the bucket, it'll crawl right out. But if there's like three crabs, each time one of the crabs almost gets out, the other ones will pull it down. Yep. You know? And so like that's that's definitely like an old paradigm. You know, that's not interdependence. That's, you know, that's that's maybe worse than codependence. Right. I don't even know what that is. That's just being an asshole, you know? Yeah, but, but that like, was really our, our blueprint. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're coming from. You know, so, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to like keep that in mind, but like wish people the best, like when they move on, it's a good thing because we each have our own niche, our own place that we're supposed to be. And that's not always going to be together. Sometimes right. it might be, but you know, it's cool. You jump from this place to that place, develop different skills and then find your niche. I think that's kind of how it like works out. Yeah. I think I've, I, for fuck's sake should have figured out by now that like, I'm not a, um, I'm great in small doses. You know what I mean? I'm something that's like really fun and like interesting in the beginning. And I wouldn't want to have to deal with me long term. You know what I well, mean? Well, no one's for everyone, too. It, yeah. can, it couldn't be I'm that I'm not way. for any of them. Yeah. I'm, listen, I have a shelf life and uh, I wouldn't want to listen to my shit for more than like six months. So, um, yeah, I think for people still listening to the podcast who are, feel like this is has is running its course for you i think that that's i think that that's great i'm i'm serious no, i no. think i don't i don't want to be i actually love that and that's i don't know i felt it like i felt kind of this this wave thing happening and i felt like people leaving and i this isn't based on those like this doesn't have anything to do with those posts it was just like energetically something i felt when i was trying to get ready to put out a podcast this week where I was like, this isn't a good time. People are figuring some stuff out. And, um, it's a lot too. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that they're figuring out. Yeah. You know, I don't, I didn't really doesn't have a lot to do with me. And, and and to be honest, I, it's people who are really stepping into their power. I like that thing that you said about power versus force, just on a side thing where power is just kind of this, like this, like inner knowing, and it attracts things to you and forces this like pushing it's Uh striving. I was trying to describe the difference between a relationship, a codependent relationship 
and an unconditional loving relationship. Mm -hmm. And an unconditional loving relationship just is. It's just this knowing and this knowing that you're going to be okay no matter what. And it's this just letting this other person be and just loving exactly what they are, where they are, and and vice versa. But it's like in resonance. It's like we're both here right now. We're not going to try to figure out or like enmesh it in a way to secure later. Just today, this is where we want to be. And a codependent relationship, a fear-based relationship, a fear-based love is really striving. It's striving. It's trying to get this other person to be this thing. It's trying to make them be something different than they are. It's pretending that you're something different than they are, than you are. It's judging. It's, it's all these things where like unconditional love just is. And when I mean, we're mastering that. We're trying to learn that, which I, why I just want to hammer home that it's so important that we be authentic. Don't stop making posts about things you don't like in the energy that you're in. And don't stop. Because then when I was like, hey, here's something to think about, then people were messaging me and they're like, we're sorry we reacted. And I'm like, I, I kind of, in, in this one instance, I want to say people should just let me react because I want to make sure that people feel safe um, or at least like pay attention to the, the language that you're using when you react, yeah. when I'm being just, when I personally am being criticized because I don't, I want people to feel safe to say like, Hey, I don't like this. Cause the echo chamber thing, but on everything else, I think if somebody comes in the group and is like, I disagree with this thing that we all collectively agree with, you know, and then I like, let that discourse have the energy that it's going to have the, in the place that you naturally are. And then bring it back into balance and learn balance. I think that when we force ourselves to be positive or force ourselves, this is a problem for me. Uh, spiritual bypassing is kind of the natural progression from being a completely miserable, unconscious person. Then you become a little bit spiritual and then put so much pressure on yourself to be positive all the fucking time. Fuck that. Yeah. Be exactly what you are and evolve. Like these layers have to fall off. You know, we have to like work through this stuff. And I have become so fucking compassionate as a result of just cycling through conflict with different people and experiencing different painful connections that it's just like, I'm not trying, I'm not striving to be compassionate. I just know where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't know where they were coming from if I hadn't been in their shoes. Yep. And if I hadn't experienced the other side and the other side and the other side, but we do this through conflict. Conflict will eventually cease to exist because we will have run its course. And I think that when we force ourselves or put pressure on ourselves to be, uh, you know, so positive or divine or whatever the fucking jerk off motion, yeah. um, we miss the opportunity to actually have it authentically. And yeah. we get it authentically by being honest yeah. where you're at. If you think I'm being disgusting, say you think I'm being disgusting, you know? Yeah. And uh, there's definitely skillful ways to to talk about this kind of stuff, but at the same time, but if like, that's the energy that you're yeah. in and that's the way you feel, I mean, it's obviously it's triggered gestalt therapy. It's like, yeah. tell the truth, like uh, radical honesty by Brad Blanton. That book is really good for that. Like he talks, he's, he's, it is radical, but it's, but I mean, the point is if you don't acknowledge this, then you're just suppressing it. Right. You know? And that was like, for me, such a huge disconnect between spirituality and comedy. It's like, I want to know exactly who I am. I don't want to just like try to cover up what I right. don't like about myself with affirmations every day. That's bullshit. That's a lie. And the fucking know, ego is so tricky. Not to be cynical because I mean like at the same time, I'm a very positive person and I do believe that 
the world reflects what I project toward it. I know that it does, but at the same time, like you still have to acknowledge those things. You still have to speak up and it's a bit of a a tightrope walk because you, you know, you want to be, give compassion. You want to be empathetic. You want to give self-compassion and do all those things, but you have to also acknowledge what is going on at the root of your situation. Right. You're irritated by this thing. That's okay. Like you've got a problem with this or somebody pissed you off. That's there's nothing wrong with that. Like right. be a human. Like allow yourself the you know ability to like cope with things in a natural way. Like not gloss over it. Go through the five stages of grief, even right. if it's like <laughs> something minuscule. You know, like uh, just uh you know just just writing writing it out and not sending it, or just like you know venting a little bit. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good practice, guys. Don't forget. Man, the not sending it has really been a recent. Uh, <laughs> Skill I've learned, and man, that has saved me some shit. (laughs) Makes a big difference. (laughs) The ego is so cunning in that it's just this false identity, right? It's an identity based on what you think other people want you to be. And somebody asked in the Facebook group, I do other things besides hang out in this Facebook group, I swear, but um, I feel like we're talking about collective stuff right now. This is all 60 shit, too, which is like coming together, and it's new, and we've never done it before, and it's going to be messy, um, but, uh, especially with you overthrowing the government. You yeah. Know, we're, yeah. We have to figure people. out how to work together as a team and honor each other and hold space for each other in an authentic way first. And so I think we should just fight it out. But, um, somebody said, how do you like clear your throat chakra or something? And yeah, my first your, instinct was come. <laughs> and you know that I typed that in the thing yesterday and I just thought that was hilarious. Uh, was and funny. then I didn't send it. I like screenshot it and sent it to a couple other people because I felt like, oh, you can't say come, I, you know, like <laughs> what will people who, who found out you exist when they heard you talk for 16 minutes about drinking your piss. <laughs> Think about you saying such vile things, but I'm already, I'm starting to do that. It's like, no, I have to be, you know, I've always been that way. Like I have to be now more forthcoming than I've ever been. Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird. Cause like when I was a kid, I had a mouth big time. And then over time I just like, you know, society, whatever, my own, you know, like fear of what are people going to think of me? I had I started to shut my mouth more and more and more. Not, yeah. not not I'm not telling saying I should be a smart ass all the time, but at the same time, like you got to be able to speak up too. And yeah. I've been doing better with that lately. And it's awkward at first when you first start to speak up and you say, "Hey, you know, like I really want this, or this is what I thought you know was going to happen with what we were doing together." And you finally speak up. It's awkward, but right. the more times that you can just allow yourself to speak up for yourself. And it feels, it feels really good. Like it's, it's nice because advocating for what if, what if like everybody is around there, there's a specific thing that you want. Somebody else is having to do that particular responsibility and you're both not speaking up. And if one of you would just speak the fuck up and say what you wanted, right. Then things would be better, you know, like just go ahead and step up and say the thing that you want. You know, I want more mic time. I want more, you know, time with you on weekends, you know, want to go to dinner once a week, whatever right. it is, it could be like the smallest thing, but just say it, have that conversation and in gestalt therapy too. If both people are healthy and they want to continue to have whatever relationship, if you and I get into an argument, we're actually going to be closer at the end of that argument than we yes. were when we started out. Isn't that like what intimacy actually is, is like going through conflict together. And yeah, I've been thinking about this, like 
like on ramps and off ramps in relationships was like a big download that I was getting last year is that y'all have to learn how to get in and out of relationships without like the world ending. And I think I exit okay from relationships. Like even, even this last thing where I was like, it was the hardest it's ever been for me because I hadn't like had a chance to run the relationship completely into the ground, you know? So I was in love when I left and, um, but this was like one of these relationships that exists purely to teach you about yourself. But on-ramps are awful for me. I like damage relationships because I have an anxious attachment system, like massive, uh, and attachment damage. And so, um, settling into being in love is, is awful for me. It's painful. It's like, uh, I like, I'm in the love thing. And then it's like, it's, uh, the second I'm left alone for five seconds, I have time to like, for the impending doom to kick in. And then I start thinking about all the ways that this person's going to hurt me and I'm going to get fucked up and like, Oh my God, here's all the evidence. Oh, the writing's on the wall. How did I fucking miss this? And it's really difficult. I don't know. I've never met the person that was like, or the circumstance all my love situations always have some sort of like distance or some sort of caveat for me to learn. And I have a really hard time keeping my shit together in that beginning phase. Like once I've had time to establish that everything's okay, like in my marriage, he was pretty great at it. Either that or he was like um, controlling my mind, but he was like, do you just need to get your blood pumping? Because I would have like created this entire, this entire scenario in my head because I was, I did, I wasn't like conscious of myself and my, I didn't know what an attachment system was. So now I have all of this like language and stuff. And so now in a relationship and, and I, I talk about it immediately, like first date, I'm like, I'm here to kill the buzz. I seem cool. <laughs> Listen, when you start to get close to me, I'm going to lose my fucking mind for a minute. And, um, but here's how it works. Here's what I do. Here's past like bad behaviors that I think I have worked through, but here's the language, whatever. And then now somebody can be like, do you think that this is maybe because I am getting close to you? And then I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe that's what it is. But then there's still a voice in my head that's like, oh my God, you told them the map and now they're <laughs> using it against yep. you. And so, uh, but these are things I know about myself that I've learned from painful relationships and that now I'm able to like, okay, so I'm going to figure out how to get into this relationship and communicate my way through. And, um, now I have this fear of like, what if I'm ruining relationships with this shit that we have to get through? And then I remembered the other day, this is what intimacy is. Like, this is what true intimacy is. You can have this great honeymoon phase and that's fun and everything else. But like the true, the true foundation of the relationship is built when that honeymoon phase like starts to kind of fade and you set the standard for how we are going to deal with conflict. Right. And, um, my past behavior is to hide that part of myself for as long as possible. And then next thing you know, they're like, why are you cutting my throat while I sleep? And it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I seemed really cool. Uh, I've suppressed a bunch of shit. And, um, yeah, so I think being authentic about who we are and how we really feel and working through it is actually going to prevent us from projecting shit onto people, you know, cause I recognize that like, this is my attachment damage. Like you're coming close to me. And so as a result, you're going to have to deal with everything that ever happened to me in the past, but we can get through it together. And that's where we build intimacy. And it's the same thing 
in groups and in collaborations where it's like, okay, uh, there's a difference between conflict and being out of resonance, right? But so here we have this common goal. We like each other. We want to work together. But like I have baggage, you have baggage. We're going to get triggered, but we're going to learn how to, how, to, how to get through this. And I think we're like a year away from being able to do that without any real budding heads. But in the meantime, these kind of groups and stuff, they provide a great environment for us to learn how to kind of still fight it out a little bit. We you have know? to, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I am doing it with my friends who are in, you know, comedy and in, in business. I do it, you know, I have, a, I have a business as well. Then I have to, you know, deal with other people. We're always going to have to do that. But I, I love, I love it. I love working with other people. It's just... It's just sometimes, it sometimes sucks. It sometimes, <laughs> it sometimes sucks because I don't know. Like, what I would say is, watch out for guilt. You know, manipulation. This whole like force sort of thing. Uh-huh. You know? If you can let somebody go, if you can allow yourself to be exactly who you are, allow them to be who they are. You know, and you guys can try to work things out. Right. Great. If not, maybe also great. Maybe yeah. Just go your separate ways because. I don't know. It's just uh, it's difficult to to count on people as it is. It we're still we still have to do it. Yeah, we're getting better at it. I think we're I'm getting really, better at it. I I'm, think... I'm excited to see, you know, uh, a, a more I don't know team oriented. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> type. Of we should group start a group just about like you know, you know transparent we should start a cult. Yeah. We, let's, Let's start a cult. Let's start, start an anti-cult cult. cult. The co- yes, yes, the cult against cults. Where can people Anti-cult. find you? Uh, I am uh, on. I don't know. That's a good question. I've been on a cruise ship for like five weeks or almost. Not literally. Where can they? So, <laughs> where can people wander? Oh, Are you yeah. a, a Pokemon? Are you? Do you do coaching? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, where can they yeah, get yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I can. I can work with people. Uh, if you want to work with me one on one, you can find me at Bootsy Greenwood on Instagram. Uh, Bootsy Greenwood. On YouTube, um, I don't have the book anymore. I deleted it. I'm not distributing it. I haven't sold it. I never uh, monetized my channel. So uh, there's, yeah, no reason to pursue any legal uh, <laughs> thing against me. Uh, and I don't have the book. So don't, please, please don't ask me for copies of the Reality Transserving audiobook or the Tufty audiobook. Thank you very much for not asking me for that. I don't have it, and uh, yeah, I don't know where you can get it. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, on Instagram at Bootsy Greenwood, on YouTube at Bootsy Greenwood. Yeah, come see me do some comedy. I'll talk more about this in my set, and I've got some pretty decent material out of it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Forward that to me. I'll share it. Um, I just like drama so much. I love new age like this drama. Is new age so Oprah. Great. Yeah, on right now. I was on a podcast today and they were just like shitting on psychics, and I just kept not saying anything. And the producer was just staring a hole through me because he was like, "I'm pretty sure this bitch is a psychic." But I was like, "How could he tell?" Yeah, I mean, I think he just knows me, and so he was like, Don't, "Isn't that what you do for a living?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know, horrible." Um, <laughs> if you want a reading. Or uh, intuitive counseling, I guess. I don't know what the fuck to call what it is. You want yeah. you want to be. I don't know what I want to call it. I, like I don't I feel like coaching is seems so weird. I shot this sketch that I'm gonna have to release where I, I dressed up like a high school coach with the socks up to my knees and a whistle and a visor and everything, just kind of like I don't know, having fun with the whole idea right. of coaching because it's a little bit silly. Um, but you know, I don't I don't know what else to call it. Like lifestyle design. Uh, that sounds like a little bit too vanilla sky for me. That's a little too yeah. sci-fi. I don't really like the way that sounds. So I, I can't really put my finger on 
what to call it. But if you uh, if you want to work with me uh, in some especially creative form, that's really where I'm like shifting gears to. That's why I say advantage um, very much so because I'm doing a lot more creative stuff now and I'm really happy and excited about all of that. So please do follow me on Instagram and hear about all that stuff. Fuck yeah. Um, just to read comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Um, the Patreon is available, uh, completely optionally available. Please do not <laughs> sign up for the Patreon in order to manifest your reality. But if you want content, uh, that's, that's where I keep some of it that I charge money for. And I'm really sorry about that. I'm sorry. I do give some of the money away, but anyway, I'm not defensive. Um, I'm going to take that out. I have a Patreon. <laughs> No, I'm not going to take it out. I am uh, coming to Portland, Tacoma, Yakima, possibly Olympi- Olympia, Olympus, um, Cincinnati. These are all things that should be on my calendar, but I don't know if they are yet. I'm trying to get some stuff booked in Hawaii. If you have a hookup with any places where I could do comedy in Hawaii, because I am going to Hawaii in April. Um, I will be at Skankfest in Houston in March. I think that's it facebook group discord if you want to get to the discord you have to sign up through the facebook group sorry and uh we'll see you guys next week